Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. Each weekday at this time, NBC brings you the Fibber McGee and Molly program, transcribed, written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Wistful Vista, and Mr. and Mrs. McGee are sleeping peacefully. Mm. McGee. McGee, wake up. Huh? What is it? Uh, answer the phone, Molly. Tell them I'm asleep. It's the alarm clock. Turn it off. The what? Oh, oh, the alarm clock. Yeah. Where'd I put that dad rat alarm Isn't clock? Isn't it on the nightstand? No, no. I put it someplace close last night so I'd be sure to hear it. Sounds like it's under the bed. I've got it, dearie. Oh. You can get up off the floor now. <sighs> Where was it? Under your pillow. Oh. Yeah, I put it there so I'd be sure and hear it. So I could get up early today. This is the day I'm making the speech at the executive's club luncheon, remember? Oh, that's right. I got a lot to do today. Gotta go over my speech again, practice my diction, get dressed, go over my inflections, and all stuff like that there. I figured I'd better get an early start. All right, I'll go down and get breakfast started while you're dressing. What time is it anyway? 4.30. What? 4.30? Okay, I got a lot to do. You you go on back to sleep. I'll, I'll work on my speech till you get up. Okay, I'll be up at 7. Another cup of coffee before I clear the table, sweetheart? No, thanks. I'm loaded. I got too much to do anyhow. It's only 8 o'clock. What do you have to do? Oh, a million details, kiddo. Got to run over my speech again, go downtown, get my hair cut, stop at the florist and get a carnation for my buttonhole, come home, put on my new suit, run over my speech again. My goodness, you do have a busy morning. Yeah. Be sure and save time to fix the flat tire on the car. 
flat tire? My gosh, have we got a flat tire? Not yet, but did you ever see it fail when you have a lot of errands to run? Yeah. I'll take a cab. <laughs> Scared you, didn't I? Yeah. Boy, this is going to be a great day in my life, Molly. The kind of men I'll meet down there today are going to be the... Oh, dear. Run see who that is. You talk to them. I look aside. Okay. I haven't got much time to visit, so I'll get rid of them fast. Come in. Oh, hi, Teeny. I haven't got time to talk to you this morning, sis. I'm very busy. I, I got a big day ahead. I just stopped by. I got a million things to do, and I got to get out to the barber shop in a few minutes and get a haircut. So you'll just ramble your rompers on down the street. I'll... Hey, mister. Yeah, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. McGee, why are big people always too busy to talk to little children? Hmm? Why are they? Why? Hmm? I said, why are big I people... I heard you. I heard you. Well, you see, Teen, it's not that big people don't want to talk to kids. It's just that they got too much to do. Oh. Like me, for instance. I got to go down to the executive's club luncheon at noon and make a speech. You do, huh? Yeah, and I'm so busy, I... Hmm? I said you do, huh? Do what? Got to go down to the executive's club at noon. What for? To make a speech. I know it. Doggone it, Teeny, don't you see? I'm so busy, I don't know whether I came to see you or you came to see me. <laughs> You're funny, I bet you. Yeah. Won't be funny if I don't make that luncheon on time. Frankly, I expect this speech today to launch me on a public speaking career, sis. Hmm? I says I'll be very much in demand for speeches after today. There's an Elks convention in a couple of weeks, and I'll probably deliver a talk there, too. Oh, boy. I'd like to hear that. Can I go, mister? Can I go? Yeah, you can go right now. I gotta get down to the barber shop, and I gotta go see if I can get the car started first. Don't worry, mister. You can do it. You can start it. What makes you think so? Gee, anybody who can talk elk, they can do anything, I betcha. Elk? I'm mm -hmm. not going to talk elk. What made you think I was going to... You said you were going to talk to the convention of elks. And if you don't talk elk, how can the elks understand you? Because elk... Oh, never mind. Tush. Now look. <laughs> you know what? Huh? Willie Toops. What about Willie Toops? <laughs> Willie Toops. He talks to horses, I betcha. Ah. All the time he talks to horses. <laughs> yeah. We saw a policeman's horse yesterday, and Willie said, Hey, did you ever run in the races, he said. Mm -hmm. I suppose the horse said, Sure, I won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> no. No, he just looked at Willie, and Willie says, Well, did you? And the horse said, Nay. <laughs> I have to go to school now, mister. So long. Now, wait till I get the car out, and I'll drop you off, sis. Oh, I got to go by there on the way to the barbershop. Back to Whistle Vista in a minute.
haircut look okay, Molly? Is it combed all right? What time is it? Fine, yes, and 12 o'clock. How's my necktie? Is it tied straight? Perfectly, dear. You look wonderful. How about the carnation in my buttonhole? Lovely. Is a white one all right, all right, you think? Just perfect. You don't think I ought to wear a red one, do you? No, no, the white one is fine. You think I look okay, huh? Well, <clears throat> let's put it this way, sweetheart. If I were Marilyn Monroe and you were a traveling salesman, I'd leave Joe DiMaggio flat and run off with you. Now, what do you say to that? <laughs> to see if you were Marilyn Monroe, I'd turn you down. You would? Yes, sir. Because I got a wife now that I wouldn't trade for six Marilyn Monroes. Oh, you. <laughs> what if they threw in two Clara Bowes? Now, that's not fair. <laughs> you know how crazy I used to be about Clara I Bowes. I know that. Take my advice, Tootsie. Quit while you're ahead. But, hey, I can't stand here gabbing. How do I look? Well, we're not going to go through that routine again. You still look fine. Oh, where's my speech? Where's my speech? In your inside coat pocket. You just put it there. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to be sure everything's okay, of course. Boy, this is going to be a great day in my life, Molly. I'd love to be there. The type of guys I'll meet down there today, all them millionaire executives, why, they could change my whole career, you know that? Wouldn't hurt a bit either. If I make the right impression with my speech, any one of them guys could make us rich, kiddo. But, boy, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to make any of them sore. They love you. Oh, I hope so. Ooh, if one of them guys took a notion to, he could ruin us financially. Believe me, we'd never notice it. Well, uh, hey, where's my speech? You seen my speech? Oh, in my inside pocket. I better get my hat. You're not nervous, are you, McGee? Me? Nervous? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm fine. I'm not upset. Who's nervous? All right, sweetheart. You run along and good luck. Thanks. I'll be back just as soon as the applause dies down and everybody gets through shaking my hand and telling me what a great speech that was. Well, goodbye, kiddo. McGee! All right, so I walked into the closet. So maybe I am a little nervous. I didn't say a thing, dearie. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe I better read you the speech once more. Now, where'd I put it? It's still in the inside. Oh, I got it. You ready? Go ahead. <clears throat> Millionaires, fellow executives, and gents, I stand before you, before you, before... Molly. McGee, what is it? What's the matter? My, my voice, Molly. I, I can't talk. Are you sure? Try it again. Hello, executive. <laughs> oh, no. I knew all this excitement would be too much for you. Well, what am I going to do? All them big executives are waiting to hear my speech. Well, they'll just have to wait. You're not going to leave this house in that condition. Oh, yeah, i got to make that speech today. Now, you be sensible, sweetheart. Even if you did go down there, nobody could hear you. But my speech, all, all that work wasted. Well, it is a shame. If there was only some way we could have somebody else make the speech for you. Yeah. I mean, it's your speech. You'd get all the credit for it. Well, sure I would, but, well, who? Me. Huh? I'll go down there and make the speech for you. Yeah, but you don't know it. You've got the whole thing written down, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I'll just take it along and explain that you're not well, and rather than disappoint them, you ask me to read it to them. Uh, I, ne I never thought of that. They'll like it. I know they will. Now, you wait right here, and I'll be back as soon as the applause dies down. They finish shaking my hand. For you, of course. <laughs> Molly, you're a genius. It runs in the family. Bye, dearie. I'll see you later. Well, McGee, I'm home. I did it. I made the speech. How's your voice? Oh, it's fine, kiddo. It cleared up about an hour ago. 
Doc Gamble come by. He says it was just nerves. Oh, I'm so glad because... And baby, am I proud of you. Everybody in town's been phoning here to tell me how wonderful you delivered that speech today. Oh, well, I... <laughs> they were all so nice to me. It was nothing, really. Nothing? Why, that was the greatest speech I ever wrote. It had pathos, humor, drama. You must have done a swell job of it because it wasn't an easy speech to read. Let me have it. I'll show you what I mean. Where is it? In the inside pocket of your coat. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, though. Hey. How could it still be in the... Molly, you mean you went there without my speech? Well, I was so excited and all... Gee whiz, I heard that them executives applauded you for 20 minutes. They did, and I still don't understand it. Me either. When they called your name, I stood up and I said, Gentlemen, Uh due to an unfortunate accident, Mr. McGee has lost his voice and won't be able to talk. And the next thing I knew, everybody started to applaud like crazy. And I gave them a short talk on the housewives' view of big business, and they were the nicest bunch of men. Deborah and Molly will be right back. Housewife when she's trying to run her home and take care of her. McGee. Hmm? Oh. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again Monday night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. evenings laugh with Can You Top This on the NBC Radio Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.